Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Changes! I I wish I could remember songs better. Something about the world? I don't know. I don't know lyrics. Oh no, is this going to be a very special episode? Turn and face the strange, David, because today's episode is Changes. Uh, first oh. aired June 28th, 2014. Written by frequent series writer and, uh, I believe, showrunner uh, Nicole Dubuck. Uh, last seen writing Buddy System. Hmm. The one in which there were snakes. Yes. Oh. For reasons. Yes. Oh no, is this an episode? So it's a, one of the, like, main writers. So does that mean it's, like, a big, important, like... Pivotable, pivotable, pivotal, uh, meta plot episode where, for instance, Cody begins puberty. No, although <laughs> I, I think definitely in the next season you can kind of hear it in the voice actor. Aww. Oh, cracking a little. Remember this when that is happened. one of the rare shows where they used an actual, uh, young boy instead of an adult Canadian woman to voice a child. <laughs> no Saffron Henderson. That's a good idea at the beginning, but the fact that this show has gone so many seasons, maybe in retrospect? I mean, I mean, it, uh, of course, they do stick with the same uh, actor, unlike uh, the show Arthur, which just has, like, uh, well, I think they just introduced a podcast about how there are, you know, like 17 different Arthurs over the years. Wow. What? They keep going through them, and that show's been on forever. But they don't do like they did in Adventure Time, where they actually just let Finn get older as it progresses. <laughs> well, no, because that show, again, that show's been on for like 25 years. Arthur would be like 40 now. Yeah, <laughs> it would be about his kid. Well, not Which, to mention, you know, uh, there's also his sister, D.W., who also was voiced by a series of young boys. <laughs> <laughs> young boys or young girls? Young Young boys. Wow. Okay. Yes. Why? That... Okay. I do like some Saffron Henderson, though. I, I was thinking I was thinking uh, Tara Strong myself. Mm. Hmm. Is it Tara I've or been, Tara? Uh, I've been hitting up that Toonami oh. Aftermath, getting little Goku and then Gohan. <laughs> I guess because you were talking, David, very, very brief side thing. About uh, Goku being voiced in Dragon Ball Z by a woman because he had started out as a child and they kept the casting. Whereas I, I do oh, kind Japan, of yeah. prefer the uh, the American uh, way of uh, just casting his child voice as his kid, as his son. Yeah, yeah, that's adorable. Well, I, I don't understand why they never did that because when they age up Goku to adult, do you have Gohan right there? Why? Not just make the shift. Yeah. Instead, just... you have this now elderly woman voicing Goku, still sounding like a small child Goku, and screams really. Uh, this sounds delightful, and I need to track it down. Kind of can't stand Dragon Ball in Japanese. I mean, I mean, I think they have the same voice actor for Krillin, but it works better. I guess that's more like of a. He thing. was kind of a little shit to begin with. Seems like more of a thing now, though. Krillin is always the best little shit. Uh, more yeah. of a thing now to have kids actually voiced by kids versus, like, I feel like it was a very well, 90s yeah, in, thing in to have. Because, I mean, Daniel, wasn't Daniel voiced by a kid? Yes. Uh, in fact, I oh. just, I recently watched the live action movie he's in with Sylvester Stallone, Over the Top. Oh. In which his fa- in which Stallone is his father and plays a trucker who is also a professional arm wrestler. Oh man, this sounds uh, uh, a little bit over the top. It is amazing. I mean, it's just <laughs> him going to like a series of truck stops, and there's a big arm wrestling tournament. Oh man, as they have at truck stops, it, it is dumb. Definitely and stopped at truck stops, and, and there were always, just always arm wrestling tournaments going on. <laughs> there's also a Sammy Hagar theme song. Oh, oh man. Sounds good. 
Anyway, last digression before we get back to the episode. Yes. Japan really... Lo- voice actors, some of them have really lucked out about getting stuck with characters like that, like... um. Uh, the voice of Jigen from Lupin the Third has been the same guy for decades, but recently retired mm-hmm. because he's getting really old. And which actually, is rare. Like more often, like um, oh, the voice of Doraemon, the big cat from the future with no ears and a pocket, mm-hmm. and helps a small child. As you like, do. They had to replace. They had to finally replace her voice. The voice actress of her, him, whatever Doraemon is. I don't know its gender. Because the voice actress was, like, starting to get dementia or something. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's been doing that voice for decades, like... I mean, having a steady job is good, but there's something to be said for replacing voice actors. Like, eventually we're going to have to face this with Peter Cullen. <laughs> like, well, eventually Peter Cullen's going to go away. Well, I mean, they've replaced him a couple of times with his non-union uh, Canadian equivalent. Yeah. Well, and it, well, it hasn't gone so great. And, well, no. d- d- I mean, unless we're talking about Gary Chalk, in which case... Yes, uh, Gary Chalk, that was Gary fine. Chalk's fine. I, the, I'm the thinking Netflix of the guy from one. Netflix. Autobots, <laughs> I am taking a momentous dump. <laughs> I think I think we had a replacement in some of the video games that wasn't Cullen. Yeah, maybe. somebody. I think maybe the Armada video game, or... An, well, Armada would have been Armada, Gary yeah. Chalk anyway. I don't know that it had the cartoon voice actors, though. Oh. I think well, yeah, was but I mean, rather something. than being oh, a replacement for Peter Cullen, it would have been oh, a replacement for yeah. Gary Chalk. Well, I guess uh, there was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Neil Kaplan, who I thought was fine. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can get other professional voice actors to replace Cullens. I mean, just get guys who aren't just doing a bad Cullen impression. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so at least at least do a bad John Wayne impression. Mm. <laughs> anyway, this episode. Yes. So we. We begin with uh, with Chase using a, a he is quizzing Boulder and Blades on uh, some hypothetical situations they might encounter. Uh, however, it appears that the book he is getting this from is a titch out of date, as it involves a runaway horse carriage and notifying the sheriff about the runaway horse carriage. Yes. Which I mean, you do have sheriffs, but. Usually that's not the first one you think to call about a runaway horse carriage. And we're, and we're reasonably, I don't reasonably sure that Griffin Rock doesn't have a sheriff, as it appears to have two police officers. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Like, it's, it's in Maine. When would it actually ever have had a sheriff? Now I'm having some questions about whether, like, how county jurisdictions work in an island situation like that. Like, is it, is it its own county? Because the sheriff is usually, like, I live in a fairly sparsely populated county, and the town has the town police, but the county has the county sheriff. Hmm. So, is Griffin Rock its own county? Or, I don't know. Like, do, like, when you have an island like that, is the island usually its own jurisdiction? Or is well, it usually sure. uh, part of some county that's, like, on the mainland? Well, right now I'm looking up, uh, Martha's Vineyard, and- That's a good example? Like it is an, it, like, it, it's almost all islands. It's just that county. Hmm. Okay. Dukes County, because I guess it was uh, founded by those guys from uh, uh, Trading Places. <laughs> oh. So, so yeah, Griffin Rock it's, is probably its own, like, Griffin Rock County. Griffin County. Yes, maybe Griffin County. So uh, he he's doing this. This is this is annoying uh, Heatwave, who's trying to do serious practice. Very serious. And soon, speaking of Peter Cullen, they get a call <gasps> from Optimus Prime. Oh my god! Oh my god, everybody geek out! 
and I have a mission, but just for you, Heatwave, you have to come to the mainland. Just for him. That's right. Oh, it's it's great. You when others Peter can Cullen go pound you, sand. <laughs> when Peter Cullen tells you he has a mission for you, you are gonna go on the, that mission. It's gonna it's gonna change your life. So yeah, he has a, he's reluctant to go, of course, because you know this is his team, and he doesn't want to go without him, even though it pains him to say so. And he did have his moment in maturity back in the mid-season episode where Optimus Prime offered him and he said, no, this is my team and I need to stay with them. And I, oh, it, it, It's continuity time, everybody. Because remember the episode mm-hmm. Tip of the Iceberg, in which they found that abandoned ship embedded in a big chunk of ice, and it contained a portrait of the, uh, the Burns... Uh, of the chief's grandfather, Zachary Burns. Obviously haunted. Look at it. That is a haunted... <laughs> and I, then it w- I assume all paintings are haunted, though. That should be. It's an oldie ship, Captain. Well, then it was given back to them by Dr. Morocco, seemingly as a token of appreciation, but in fact, it's clearly got a secret camera in it. Yes, this is where we learn that, yes, it's absolutely, it was absolutely a nefarious trick for him to to give that back to them. Sadly, the camera isn't in, like, the eyes of the painting, so they follow you around like you're in an old Vincent Price movie. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah, I were trying to install cameras in a painting. No, it's just in the frame, which is boring. Not creepy and, at and all. And, of course, he... And, of course, he is watching from his shark marine. (laughs) I love his shark marine so much. I'm glad it's returned to us. And, of course, he can see via this candid camera that the the rescue bots are indeed alive. (gasps) Yep, he's like, oh, they're talking and feeling machines. Which it's been so long, I I thought he knew that, but I was just confusing the episode where they went forward in time. Yes, he knew it then. He doesn't know it now. We get a lot of Johnny Reese's uh, Dr. Morocco in this, and I he's kind of making it a little less of a Tim Curry impression. It's kind of half Tim Curry, half drunk Vincent Price. Yeah, there's quite a bit of Vincent Price or something else I couldn't place. He's doing good Maybe with a little it, Karloff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's good. He's doing good with it, though. I like it. So, you know, he's he's obviously got to uh, to do something about this. And no sooner does that happen than, you know, everybody's going to, you know, send uh, Heat Wave off to the mainland. But uh, there is a tornado coming, which is weird because that's not usually how tornadoes happen. No, yes, you over get the hurricanes ocean. like that, but you don't normally get just a tornado over the ocean. But before I nitpick that too much, could be a water spout. I guess you would call it a water spout. Yeah, yeah. And and yes, and so Heatwave has to uh, has to get involved before the entire town enters the suck zone. <laughs> I would say this isn't exactly tornado, but it is because there's a cow. Oh, I mean, they they are definitely making... I mean, the, the, the cow is definitely a Twister reference. Yes. Maybe that's just how you establish that it's a tornado. Otherwise, it could be any kind of powerful weather event. But if it's got a cow, that's how you know it's a tornado. Yeah. Man, Twister was definitely a movie. I should rewatch I mean, that. I, yeah. I'm I pretty sure I bought that on VHS from the thrift shop like a couple months ago. So I should definitely watch <laughs> that specifically on VHS on an old CRT. As God intended. I appreciate how com- how committed it is to the 90s movie formula because there is, you know, we follow a heroic team of ragtag uh, storm chasers, but there's also an evil team of storm chasers that have like <laughs> evil corporate sponsorship and like black vehicles. Yeah, and- but the, well, the, the the problem is they're led by Carrie Elways, and it's like I can't hate him. 
<laughs> my, he's acting like a scumbag in that movie, but my favorite thing about Twister, uh, apart from uh, the the Tori Amos song on the soundtrack, which is a banger. Uh, is that a few months after it, there was actually a tornado in my neighborhood. It, like, went over my house and tore up, like, some fences and took off the top, like, the roof of a couple houses, like, two streets over. And you'd have the people going up to the uh, the local news people and saying, oh, it sounded just like in Twister. And I was like, no, it didn't. I was there. <laughs> When it was a lion? It sounded like a really loud, persistent, like a rumble of thunder that doesn't stop when it's supposed to. So that just like people being like, it sounded just like it did not. It didn't sound anything like that at all. Sounded just like a pissed off lion in a wind tunnel. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It just, sound, it just sounded, sounded like, like, uh, sound like Carrie Elwes being killed by a tornado. Yes. <laughs> It just made me very annoyed to give people these unreasonable expectations of tornadoes that they then proceeded to, you know, report back to the media incorrectly. They probably weren't even there. They're probably commuting. <laughs> They're probably chupacabras. <laughs> Stupid Fairfax County, probably all chupacabras. <laughs> So yeah, he'd wave. Uh, you know, he's he's about to head off. He places Chase is in charge, which seems reasonable uh, because Blades is too weird and Boulder is too mellow. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but he does order Blades not to stay up late watching horror movies because he does not want to have to stay up late chasing the zombie hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Blades is a good boy. So yeah, they've, they've got to save the citizens from this uh, tornado. Uh, you know, they, they briefly enter the suck zone, but thankfully Doc Green is here with the tornado don't. <laughs> also, earlier when uh, when Chief Burns calls Doc Brown, or I guess the uh, vice versa, Doc calls him because he answers that, what's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> Doc Green has to make a joke about a wascally wabbit. Oh, wow. That's the first time they've done that joke. Yes. Two and a half seasons, and they finally do that joke. Also, they as they're fighting that. this tornado, I just imagine, like, Optimus and Agent Fowler in a bunker, and, like, Agent Fowler is getting, like, aggressively checking his watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, the the tornay don't. <laughs> Which you know, good name. Very upset. It also looks like a giant pill. Also, because I like to keep track well, of this yeah. as they're fighting the tornado. Actually, at the end of them fighting the tornado, Boulder is the one who does the buy my new toy, power up and energize. Yes. <laughs> so the tornay don't. It made me very sad. Well, it's a giant pill not to be taken orally by the <laughs> tornado. Well, all I can think of is... Uh, good news! Uh, Professor Farnsworth, good news! It's a suppository! <laughs> yes. And it does indeed work via Waves Hand Science. Yes. As many things do. As many things in this episode specifically do. Yes. Hmm. And also, previously they mentioned that... Uh, Heatwave's going to take Cody to school one of the few times they mention him going to school. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it's come up occasionally. It has come up occasionally. We've never actually seen... It's come up just enough for you to know that he's not just a dropout. Yes. Yeah, but the fact that we've, like, never seen an exterior of a school, I don't think we've ever seen him with a backpack or books mm. walking anywhere. I think he's talked about School He's talking about he, he was going to be in the often. school play. Yeah. Just not frequently. Mm -hmm. Oh, and of course, this cow also survives this uh, this tornado, even though the sudden <laughs> deactivation of the tornado should have reduced it to uh, taco meat. 
I really you like that they, they have to make a point to let you know that the cow is okay. Yes. Uh, so, Heatwave is finally heading out, and Cade is coming with him, and Heatwave doesn't do a whole lot to dissuade him from coming, because he does secretly like him. Yes. Hmm. Secretly. But meanwhile, back on the island, it seems that uh, that that tornado was not natural at all and was the result of a weather machine. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. As if someone had dominated this weather. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, we know that there was a previous weather machine, and it is still there. That was the one we saw in, I believe, Christmas in July... Hmm. But uh, there was one that was supposed to have been delivered to the island in 1966, and that was aboard that uh, that ship that was frozen in ice, and thus has now been recovered by Dr. Morocco. Yeah, I, I think we saw it at the end of that episode. I yeah, think we saw it was we a machine. I don't that's know, we know what... what it was. Hmm. Well, I think we saw that that's what made the iceberg. I don't know that its full capabilities were revealed. Yeah. Just that it was capable of making an iceberg. Mm-hmm. And it seems that what uh, Morocco was trying to do, he was trying to pull a hurricane heist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or possibly a hard rain, or to a lesser extent, a deep rising. Or a reindeer <laughs> games? Does that involve I think I saw inclement that. weather? It's, it happens in snow. I don't know if that is, is predicated upon why they're doing shit, though. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, his plan is that he will cause bad weather, this will cause an evacuation of the town, and thus he will be free to get into the firehouse and steal Cybertronian technology. Yes. Well, I think he just wants to steal the cars, the robots. Right. And then uh, things things develop differently. He wants and I to... like that he just you just select like pictures on this uh this weather machine like it's uh one of those kids' toys with the dial that you turn to a different animal and it makes the noise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it also yes. made me think of uh the opening of uh Flash Gordon. Uh-huh. But you know that he's uh he's got like the the like disaster machine that he's you know, Kalitas, I'm bored. And there are buttons for like earthquakes and volcanoes and whatever oh. whatever hot hail is. <laughs> you wow, know, I, I hot hail. That, that seems. Movie, I don't remember that. That, that sounds pretty that self-explanatory. Anyway, so this time he is creating a giant, and the animation is actually really cool here. He creates a giant storm. Yes, uh, with a giant. Uh, bl- glowing blue light that shoots up into the sky as if he's a Marvel movie villain. <laughs> I know, I thought I was watching Suicide Squad or something. <laughs> I can't even remember what that beam was for. He was gonna uh, create more of those lumpy guys? Yes? Was it opening a portal to hell? I don't know. Maybe not to hell, but for whatever dimension Cara Delevingne came from? Yeah. And her brother, oh. the ancient Aztec gods, or some I shit. Can't I can't remember. That I'll, movie I'll, was weird. All I know is I was sort of disappointed that no point was she referred to as the Switcheroo Witcheroo. <laughs> you have to watch it in with uh, with Dutch subtitles, like at that botcon where we learned what smearlop means. Sounds <laughs> nasty. Which was something, it apparently just means bastard, but apparently that's what they had been calling our friend Hooper X on Alt Toys Transformers. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he probably brought it on himself, but. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, so we're, we're back at, we're back at a military base. I assume this isn't like the main Unit E base from, uh, that is somewhere in the U.S. Southwest. Yeah, I don't think they drove that far after no. getting off the boat. Also, I don't think the boat took them there. No. Yeah, we're just going to have to go, you know, across the Continental Divide. Yeah. We'll just, uh, just a little bit of a road trip. So, yeah, this is, you yes. know, this is this is just in Bangor or something. Yeah. Oh, Bangor, that's a nice place. Yay! I've had pancakes there. Ah. 
Not in a long time, though. Were they haunted pancakes? Ah, you better be staying away from that pancakes house there. Well, it it was like a snowmobile restaurant that was only open in the winter, I think. Sometimes (laughs) waffles are better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they may prevent you from sinking into the ice in the lake next to it that the snowmobiles ride across. The haunted lake? Oh, sometimes those snows... Probably. Sometimes those snowmobiles, they come back. And sometimes they don't come back. Well, if if you've ever heard stories of people driving across the lake on snowmobiles, um, large chunks of ice in the winter uh, can shift a lot. To, uh, big enough to lose a snowmobile in. Ooh. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Good pancakes. Yeah, so, oh, so, so Optimus person? Prime is there. Agent Fowler is not there. Presumably he has gone for coffee or something. He got pissed at how long they had to wait and decided to go get coffee. Actually, it would be hilarious if this whole thing happened while he had stepped out for coffee and he just comes back and did not get to meet the additional Autobots and yes. kind of disappointed. So it, this this whole thing is he's going to train and get a third form. Which I guess wait, is a wait, thing what? you can do. Well, it's like how in the, like, Bay movies, they can just scan, like, a different vehicle and just then turn into that vehicle. Yeah, well, it's not, the Bay movies it's, had some things. It's it's not being a conventional triple changer, though. Apparently. Mm, no. But Which this is, is going to... I mean, I assume it's also not like being a conventional triple changer in the... In the sense of the live action movie characters who are triple changers but don't get a toy that turns into both modes. It's, there's a yes. drift that turns into a helicopter and then there's a drift that turns into a car. Yep. I will say this is going, this is like a toy tie in thing and it's going to become a whole thing on this show. Ooh. It's going to get really ridiculous next season. Oh. <laughs> You mean when the dinosaurs get involved? Yes, when there are dinosaurs. I only really know of the dinosaurs from seeing the toys. Yes. I only know of one clip where the chief is complaining about, there's a dinosaur on the loose? Again? <laughs> Which is the only spoiler of future seasons I think I've seen. And, uh, you know, Cade uh, greets Prime with, uh, you know, what's shaken bacon? Yes. Heat waves very apologetic, but then Prime is nothing much double Dutch. <laughs> I too have learned from humans. I, I like that they give Colin a couple of jokes in here and just not just make him a stoic speech machine. Yes. Yeah, which is nice compared to Prime, where where Prime refuses to have fun out loud. Yes. <laughs> Wanna have, have fun, Prime? No. Oh, for us to do no party. I mean, I mean, the, I mean the, the things that everyone remembers from him from Generation One, aside from him, you know, dying, are you know him playing basketball or uh, you know misusing human expressions, yeah. or that time there was a clone of him and he had to uh, have a race with it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he it's gonna, was a lot funnier on. Uh, he was. I mean, not funny, funny in G1, but he had a sense of humor. Am I drooling properly, Spike? Yes. He was, I mean, not like dad jokes, because dad jokes are a whole different thing, but, but yeah. It's a little more like that. Mm. So yeah, you know, Cade is very excited because he's going to get something, you know, going to be a cool car or something. But Prime is all, sometimes the vehicle mode chooses you. Cade really wants him to be a cool car that will impress Haley. Yes. <laughs> so we're back on the island, and, uh, you know, this enormous storm is coming, and they figure that he has souped up his weather machine, and not even a good soup, like chicken noodle. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Doc Green gets some really good jokes in this episode. He gets some really good lines. I'm just in a soup kind of mood. Fall has uh, has started. I uh, I made some corn chowder today. Oh, oh yeah, man, that, that's actually a good idea for a snack later. I got a chicken noodle in my throat. Got a, a little pumpkin cranky. spice latte. Named a foster cat pumpkin spice. <laughs> 
listened to Hozier on vinyl and wore a big fuzzy sweater. I, I can tell you, I come from a country where no one would voluntarily call themselves a Hozier. <laughs> That's fair. He's Irish, so. Take off. It's a little different over there. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, how heavy of an insult is Hoser anyway? I, I only know it from Strange Brew. No, I mean, not really. It's it's our it's a little archaic now that all the Americans know it. We don't use it as much. Oh, now that the Americans know it, exactly. We have our own. I just remember as a as a child calling someone that, and they're like, "What the fuck did you call me?" It's like I don't know. I got it from a movie. <laughs> they took great offense, so I assumed it was effective. So yeah, so it, this this storm starts to hit hard, and they are just going to have to evacuate everybody to those caverns, as seen in the previous episode countdown. This is getting very continuity heavy. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I love some continuity. So, yeah, you know we're we're heading, uh, you know we're heading out, rescuing people from falling trees, lightning. Uh, you know the the shark marine now nears the island. Is it? It is a ducky day. To, uh, to, you know, to 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 visit Griffin Rock. I do appreciate that if he's that they made him not just like a nerdy steampunk guy, but actually like extremely old. Yes, I do appreciate that because then it's less of an asshole thing if he's not just affecting it. Yes. And meanwhile, back on the mainland, uh, Heatwave is the last dragon, and he possesses the power of the glow. <laughs> yes. And Prime's all, no, no, it's totally fine. This is totally normal for Transformers. We just glow totally sometimes. normal for us at this age. Yeah, we just glow sometimes. It's fine. Uh-huh. So, you know, he, he wakes up and yeah, you you know, you're done, you can, you know, scan your vehicle whenever. So just, you know, head back, maybe you'll maybe you'll see something cool on the way. Yeah. Maybe you'll see something you like going down the highway of the sea. So, it's uh, you know, Morocco is uh, he's just strolling around the island, uh Gets into the unlocked firehouse, quickly finds out that the, uh, the rescue bots are not only sentient, they are aliens. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. And they, he plugs they were... in one of their, like, data files, which are big, chunky, like, cartridge data storage, which is kind of State of the art eight track equipment. Because I feel like everything always, like, tries to use optical discs. And and so I like that it's like a big chunky cartridge. It's a recorder yeah. con. You just gotta chunk it in. Chunk it. Yeah, if you if you and he finds the, out from their they're from the Quintessa Quadrant. I guess they were going to the Quintessa Quadrant. Yeah, whatever. Which like that that probably wouldn't have gone well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't want to go there. It's bad. It's bad there. <laughs> it's real bad. I mean, that would be a pretty great Rescue Bots episode. If they just had the Quintessons. I mean, Chase would probably have fun there. <laughs> he the, he would find that he had actually violated no rules his entire life, and they had to let him go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, somehow he would get a hand of the, their actual law codes and use it against yes. them. Yes. Oh, man. This would be a good story. I like this story. They have to feed themselves to the Quintessons, or to the uh, Sharktacons. <laughs> He would probably also you must be, be the shark to comes delicious treat. He would probably also be the only one who knows the universal greeting. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, him or Boulder. Although I guess you would assume everybody would know the universal greeting because it is the universal greeting. Yeah, it's Although, in the name. In the movie, Hot Rod clearly does not know it and thinks the cup is clearly just gone. Has clearly just gone. See now. I mean, well, it, it seems like it's archaic by the year two thousand five. <laughs> Yeah, everybody has evacuated. Um, we're now planning, you know, the, the rescue team is now going to take their boat out and they're going to smash this weather machine. Unfortunately, Morocco has overheard this and sends out a fire NATO. You know, a yeah. fire NATO over water. Yes, it, it it is now a firestorm, which means we are going to need to call in 
uh, NFL star Howie Long. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, it's, it's the 1998 uh, firefighting movie Firestorm starring Howie Long and uh, character actor Scott Glenn. Yeah, somehow he was in multiple movies, which is shocking. <laughs> Just that he was in some movies. Uh, yeah, so it's, well, he, well, a star in multiple movies. I think he's only really the star of one movie. Was it? Was there another one, or am I thinking of another uh, football player? Well, I mean, he's he's in Broken Arrow, but he's like the henchman. Yeah, but I thought there was... I think Firestorm was like a one-and-done for him as the star of... Although he's also in uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Oh. The crime comedy... About uh, Elvis impersonators starring Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner. Huh. It's uh, it's real bad. I've seen it. I believe it swept the Razzies. Ooh. Anyway, so you know they are trying their best to uh, to fight this fire. It is not going so well. And uh, and then you know Cade and uh, Heatwave are on this this very slow moving ferry. And uh, the the captain kind of make her go any faster, <laughs> as he says himself. But hey, it it, it turns out they're uh, they're uh, they are floating over a boneyard of sunken ships, and one of them just happens to be a practically brand new fireboat. Yeah, like, hmm. and it's like a a speedboat. Are these a real thing? Is this real? A fireboat is a real thing. Okay, yes. are they usually this speedy looking? Because I was getting a very, like, fire department Lamborghini vibe from this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> usually they look like to- like tugboats with a bunch of hoses yeah, on them. Yeah, a little friggin' thing. Yeah, this is uh, some kind of speedboat from the 80s. Yes, yes uh, I'm pretty sure Crockett and Tubbs should be chasing this thing down. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, Cade wanted him to turn into something fast. It's uh, just you yeah. know a fast boat. Oh, I was thinking of Brian Bosworth. Oh yes, the Boz. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He, anyway, uh, he, we we have he, boat wave versus fire NATO. Although uh, not before this. Uh, this boat, this ferry captain says, "Ah, something's not right about those Burns kids." Also, having having not looked a lot at the toy line apart from seeing that at some point everybody turns into dinosaurs, I was really wanting him to scan the shark sub. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a neat design. It, it is very toyetic. Didn't they make a toy of they, it they, that came? They with- did make a toy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A sub was it? Was it the I shark one? They definitely made the shark marine. Do okay. put expensive now too. Well, I, yeah. I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one, but he's definitely. Oh. Uh, they definitely made a toy of it. I was really hoping that uh. we would uh, that that he would turn into the shark sub because I love that sub. Yes, it looks like they made the second one, so the one that we're seeing now. Okay. Oh. Good. The, the the purpler one. More purple. So yeah, he uh, he makes short work of this fire and then heads out to this uh, weather machine and just slams into it, destroying it. So we're uh, we're back at the fire station. You know, everybody's talking about how cool his boat is, and uh, Blades is very excited about this because he's thinking one day I will no longer have to fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's hoping maybe someday he can be something that does not fly. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, uh, the the chief has found a, the the framing shop that he said this uh, this portrait to has found a camera in it, and also a bunch of their stuff has been taken. <laughs> Uh-oh. And it's pretty easy to figure out who, given that the guy who stole it branded all of his uh, <laughs> evil equipment. Yeah, like yeah. the. Maybe don't do that. Maybe if you're going to leave bugs places, you don't want to, like, have a logo and put your logo on it. That's maybe not the best idea. Hmm. And so, and so we now cut to, uh, to Dr. Morocco, and he's, uh, 
He was thinking about he was uh, talking about selling this stuff to Madeline Pinch. <gasps> Man, the we Pinch. got some uh, we got some elementary school mech going on here. That's right. And so serious. that is the episode. This was this was weirdly continuity heavy. Yeah, and like I said, Doc Green got all these great lines, and he had a device called the Tornado. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I still I can't deal with that. I'm still recovering from that Tornado. I can't just do that. But uh, you know, this one was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. Had some really good dialogue bits and some very uh, hand wavy Cybertronian biology stuff, and I a, a vehicle of questionable possibility. Uh, like I said, very red alert vibes. There is the least least believable moment of the G1 cartoon when Ironhide was looking for Red Alert and found some other guy's fire department Lamborghini. <laughs> well, I guess he must have scanned somebody's real vehicle. He, they just found that one guy. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, that was it, it was a good episode. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. They always are. Good to see Morocco again. But I miss yes. Tim Curry, but Oh yes. I think his voice is settling in. It didn't sound so much like it didn't sound like he was trying to just be someone else. It just sounded like mm. that was, you know, the character voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's good. Yeah. And so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Toku Toku. Uh, first, a hoser update. <gasps> uh, hoser. The the origins of it are nebulous no, and blurry and may have been uh, bullshit. The first recorded use of it is by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas in SCTV. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, they may may not have come up with it, but they're like the first noted example anywhere. There's like no real written documentation of it being used before that. Wow. Officially. (laughs) Wow. I've, I've heard it from older Canadian men I know, but I guess I don't know if they know it from SCTV. Well, they couldn't offer SCTV, or it could have just been a word that's, like, really oddly regional that they picked up. But, like, yeah. nobody had ever written it down in a novel or anything before. Mm-hmm. It, it just... That's wild. Sprang fully formed from SCTV. Well, now <laughs> it's a singer who sings songs about decomposing in the woods. <laughs> and how scary the sounds foxes make are. <laughs> Scary uh, man. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, this week on Ghost Day Sentai, Die Ranger, the heart throbbing pretty girl. This sounds problematic. Yes. Uh, guess guess who the heart throbbing pretty girl is? Is it the Pink Ranger? No. If only. Oh. Is it a child? Yes. Uh, Admittedly, it it is the new White Ranger, Ko, having a crush on a new girl in class. It's just... Well, I guess that's something. It's okay, but it's weird. It's weird to use that title. It's like a doki-doki whatever crush word. I forget the word. Anyway, it starts out with the evil brat and his evil dad having an evil meeting by moonlight about like, no, 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 we can't destroy the White Ranger. I want to capture him or whatever. It's like, whatever. Anyway. Um, the the kid, oh, what is his evil kid's name? Akomaru is trying to chase down Ko to, to reveal his secret identity, but he's trying to keep his identity secret even from the bad guys because he's keeping it from the rangers, but the rangers show up and he doesn't have to reveal his identity and kicks a monster butt with the the neck and the ring lady that are still monsters that are still around. Uh, Ko goes on a date with the new transfer student girl to an amusement park, which is like, he's like, Ten or something? Did did people go to on dates when they were ten? Mm, Maybe no. twelve. Like he's not very in, young. Not uh, here. Not in the U.S. I guess it's kind of a play date, sorta. Of, but like, he clearly has a crush on her. <laughs> oh, and 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 it turns out um that 
girl, like, she's getting slapped around by her mom, who doesn't quite love her. He's, she's a distant office lady mom who leaves home. She's a single mom, mm-hmm. leaving her daughter alone. Is like, what the fuck is with these heavy, heavy shit dudes? This is a show for little kids about beating up monsters. No. Then we have child abuse and divorce. <laughs> ah. Anyway, the, 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 the neckless lady shows up by stretching her neck to grab the little girl as if she's mecha neck and it's, ee. uh, but anyway, it does boil down to, there, there's a staff fight between, uh, Tenma Ranger and Lady Ring. Tenma's the blue one? I think, yeah. They have a fight. Oh, the, the, the necklace, oh no, it's the ring lady. Who said, after the fight sort of is at a draw, it's like, she starts to walk away, we'll finish this fight later, psych, she turns around and attacks. As you do. The Tenma Ranger complains, you're cheating, and shoots her with his gun. Yikes. Like, that's kind of cheating, she was just using the staff. After, like, oh, you're more nope. cheating. Now it's time for guns. Anyway, it, it, it kind of breaks up there, no resolution, but new character, it's like a multi-episode arc now with a new character the little girl introduced and her shitty mom no robot fight what yeah i know I, what but again the, the, i liked it when the show breaks format i guess i don't like child abuse in the episode but <laughs> but i only tuned in for the red dragon thunderzord where's my red dragon thunderzord They'll use the stock footage in the Power Rangers retelling of the episode. I guess. Actually, then again, this may be an episode they just kind of skipped. I would think that probably any episode that doesn't have a robot fight, they probably skipped. Unless they could splice in a fight from another episode. Yes. But the thing is, they don't use the Ranger footage except for White Ranger stuff. And there's... was it? Did he even transform this episode? I forget. No, they might have just... This may not have anything to do with any Transformer or Transformers. Power Rangers episode. Uh-huh. Interesting. Or if it was, it was very minor monster footage. Anyway, yeah, that, that that's it. It's okay, episode. Next thing, no robot. Sorry. That's sad. I disapprove. Mm. Should always be robots. Like, seriously, I would just tune in for the last ten minutes because... I- it had a nice, reliable robot fight schedule. Yeah, that's usually when I would bother to watch. Like, I think I watched, like, the first few episodes normally. I was like, eh, this is kind of dumb. I kind of hate Bulk and Skull, and yet now looking back, Bulk and Skull are the best part of the show in the early <laughs> seasons. Great music for them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just tune it at the end before something else comes on. It's like, hey, robot fight. Yay. Look, I was a very serious 14-year-old, and I only cared about very serious... Entertainment like Exo Squad. I just wanted to see what the monster of the week looked like. Why is there Frankenstein? The fuck? If they have to spend the entire episode of the uh, the the new footage explaining some nuance of Japanese culture in order to fit the monster into the episode, <laughs> yeah, as, oh, they had as to with the pachinko, pachinko machine, yeah. <laughs> That that has I saw that when it originally aired and it has stuck with me this long. <laughs> it's, it's one of the few instances where they go a long way to explain why the fuck the monster looks like that, and yes. it was like it's just a monster, whatever, guys. They actually have their most of the time you don't explain it. Sometimes, sometimes when you should explain it, they don't. Yes, just like whatever. Like, well, this monster is based on shogi tiles. What are those? You know, shogi tiles. They're a thing. It's basically just chess. But not. <laughs> anyway, next week... Um, well, well, next week there will be a slight uh, disruption in programming because uh, just... If you're following along on the Transformers wiki, you will think that we have skipped an episode. This is not true. We are going by via the airing order for this, just so, much like the hub, we can cover the subsequent episode, the Riders of Midwinter, as a Christmas episode. Yes. Yes. Seasonal. We can actually be seasonal, like on schedule. Yeah, that's right. Be great. 
So next, our next episode, if it is not a grid man, I'm not sure where we are there, will be no, baby I, I, well, dun dun, baby grid dun man dun. episode would come out like the first of the month or second, baby so I decided to push it to the first full week. So okay, and also because we had a break week, so we're, we're doing like three regular episodes. I upload okay. what I'm told. You upload what 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 I finish editing. Yes. I'll upload what I'm given. So our next episode will be Movers and Shakers. So so watch along hmm. uh, as need be. Yes. We, we, so uh, so until until then, of course, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, for September, because I was very, very excited about the HasLab Victory Saber project, and because September is my birthday, so I got to full rank, uh, we are watching the episode of Transformers Victory in which Victory Saber is first combined. Uh, it's, we watched the Omni dub. I have now added that episode to YouTube. Uh, so if you, I, we basically, I set up a YouTube channel pretty much to, uh, to put up stuff like this that's just random things that's not, that aren't out there, but which people can't necessarily be expected to have copies of. Uh, Functionally, it really just exists to let Hasbro put Nerf ads up there, because <laughs> the way they've decided to handle copyright claims with stuff like that, and with the full series of Inhumanoids that I just posted last month, they put a copyright claim on it that lets you post it, but they get to run ads. But instead of, like, running someone else's ad and then getting the money, they seem to just do it by running their own ads. So you'll get some, like... Which is kind of weird, but it's cool. Synergy. It's It's a little annoying, because if they want that stuff, they could be paying me to archive this, but that's that's okay. (laughs) Especially the effort and money that I put into those Inhumanoid scripts, because I had to pay, like, $40 for a bootleg of a 15-year-old UK release. (laughs) <laughs> and then rip them all and then upload them and that was a not insignificant amount of time and energy and money uh, but it's fair, well, it is well, what it is yes, but I would rather watch Nerf ads or other Hasbro themed ads than random YouTube video ads which are garbage most of the time Yes. so you're saying that it's Nerf or nothing yes, yes. Uh, so yes, if you go to our uh, YouTube channel, just look up Icon Underground, uh, and you you too can watch lots of people saying, "Oh no, watch out!" really unconvincingly, uh, and <laughs> see just what a a thrill ride the Victory cartoon was. It was a slog. Uh, Victory is a slog. <laughs> but it's, it's it was fun to watch the one episode. Uh, I I like how. Uh, Victory, like Star Saber and Victory Leo couldn't, there was like, it was dangerous for them to combine for reasons that they did not feel a need to actually go into (laughs) properly. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so for as little as a dollar a month, you can join us in watching that, uh, and lots of other fun stuff that we've done. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash icon underground. Uh, and next yes. month being October for Halloween, that's going to be Rob's choice. <laughs> I have opted out of uh, dunking Rob directly into two and a half hours of the last Evangelion rebuild movie so that I don't have to explain what the moon is doing there. Also, like, considering it's, like, it's two and a half hours, it might take, like, four hours to explain it, so... I don't know what the moon is doing there. (laughs) Yeah. The answer is Gendo. Are we we on, like, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and stuff? Uh, I believe we are. Where people could give us reviews. We are definitely... Yes, please rate and review. On Apple Podcasts, uh, which was a project that I undertook earlier this year when I actually purchased some Apple products... Uh, when I decided that 
coming on here to record every week or two and having just reinstalled some new version of Linux and maybe having remembered to reinstall Audacity and Dropbox and everything else is maybe not the best way to live my life. Uh, and <laughs> I got a MacBook. Uh, which is Unix-based, so a lot of the stuff is kind of the same, but also it always works. Uh, it's so, Unix. I know this. Yes. No, I don't that, know this. That was actually when I realized the degree to which it was uh, Unix-based, I immediately thought of, I, like, posted that GIF to our friends who <laughs> indoctrinated me into the cult of Mac. Yeah, so we're on <laughs> Apple... Podcast. We're on. Are we on Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever? Uh, we the, should be on Spotify. Uh, if okay, anybody's having trouble with it on Spotify, I I will have to double check. Uh, I no longer have a paid. Yeah, every Spotify once in a while, one of them. D- 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 someone tweets about something ain't working somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't with- like. I, I am archaic about pod. I download MP3s of all my podcasts. I don't like any other. So I, I have an RSS feed. That's it. I don't use any other weird shit. I was using a like a a separate podcast app, but now that I have an iPhone, I'm just using Apple Podcasts, and I had to go through a lot of fuss, like updating URLs and old posts uh, to get it posted properly to Apple Podcasts, uh, but that is something that works now. We should be yeah. working fine on Spotify. Nothing I did should have thrown a wrench in that, but I should definitely check that. Uh, <laughs> all of the other ones just tend to pull directly from your RSS feeds. Uh, and yeah. our RSS feed, I mean, basically the stuff I did to make it work in Apple Podcasts should fix any problem anyone else was having. Uh, well, so. Hopefully our RSS feed is really easy to find, because I was trying to find a podcast this week, and it was a pain in the ass trying to find where the hell the RSS feed was for. God damn it, Patton Oswald. There should be a direct link to it on the website. Uh, I guess okay. that's something else I should review when when the kittens let me use my laptop, uh, which is occasionally... Uh, so yeah, leave us reviews. I guess that's a thing that people do that matters. I, I can tell from hearing other podcasts in between their ads for talk space and mattresses. And food delivery. Yes, and food delivery. And underwear and... Oh my god, Tommy John. So oh, many Tommy John ads. There's micro, micro dosing or something. <laughs> oh, Rob, I've, Rob, Rob. Right. Yes. Have you have you also heard the ads for shaving your balls? Yes, yes, I have. I have not heard I, those. I swear those are a joke. I do not know how they're real. Do they actually Sorry, make listeners the, for hearing about that? Do they actually make the podcast hosts talk about shaving balls? Yeah. Yes. It sounds amazing, and I feel very sorry. Yeah, they haven't made John Favreau and John Lovett talk about shaving their balls yet, which is probably for the best. Uh, occasionally in the uh, Athletic Greens ads, uh, John Lovett talks about getting enough D. So, <laughs> because of, because of listen, D. if it, listen, if people do want to give us money for these, I will talk about shaving balls. <laughs> I, I will talk about shaving other people's balls. I again do have foster cats. Uh, I currently have three males who are all lined up to be neutered as soon as the. Uh, the local clinics get uh, get things back opened up again. Uh, so I'm definitely having more fuzzy, just very hairy balls than usual in, in my life. Uh, my immediate foster fail, Edgar, I, I feel has particularly sizable little fuzzy nuggets, uh, and I'm appreciating them while while he has them. Because those are Spay not and, long for this world. Spay and neuter your pets, people. And now let's yes. play Plinketto. Spay and, and neuter finally, your pets. get out of this episode. <laughs> Spay and neuter your pet so that my pantry does not have two weeks old two week old kittens with a mama cat in it. <laughs> They're so cute though. Oh my god. Oh I'm ironic. Oh yeah, yeah. also every Friday on our Discord I stream uh Tokusatsu, Toei Spider Man and, and some other Sentai stuff for laughs. Yes, I need to remember to to retweet that on the Twitters when that comes yeah. up because Twitter is the only social media that I acknowledge. Pretty much, yeah. Do we still use the Facebook, Rob, or do you still use? Not it? so much. Okay, not so much. I should I should try give that another shot though. 
Yeah, it, it, every once in a while I'll just do something. Good. I kind of tried to withdraw from Facebook due to its uh, general evilness. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much only Discord. use. Uh, I pretty much just only Discord. use Facebook for keeping up with the local cat rescue stuff because that's a good way to get attention for your foster cats. If somebody links Facebook and Discord, that's basically the only time I go there. I occasionally check uh, the the town uh, community Facebook groups, which pretty much consists entirely of people complaining about the school food and lost dogs <laughs> and found dogs, people letting their dogs run around off leashes, uh, mm-hmm. asking for contractor recommendations, which... I will tell you now, all the contractors around here are Nazis, so good luck with that. What? Okay. I mean, as far as people doing, like, you know, house repairs and stuff. That's the thing. Like, all those people going to the insurrection who were small business owners, they all just have, like, plumbing businesses and stuff, and they're all in areas like this. I get. I, I'm used to them in Jersey, like having mob ties. No, around here they they just all have clan ties. Uh. Anyway, we should start doing a live show. <laughs> what, we, we should finish this episode. That's the next podcast yes. thing we should do. Yeah. So so until next week, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I have started re-listening to Welcome to Night Vale, so I am very spooky lately. And I'm David. I stopped listening to Night Vale long, long ago. When they hit the 100th episode, it kind of lost me. <laughs> <laughs>